What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 205. Today is June 6, 2022, and the Yankees have now won six games in a row. They've won, they've swept two, their last two series, this one most recently against the Tigers, last one against the Angels. The boys are buzzing. It's kind of just rinse and repeat at this point. If you want to turn this episode off, we might just talk about the same things over and over again. No, we got a lot of things to talk about here. Uh, this episode is presented by Underdog Fantasy. Go to the link in our bio, link in the podcast description, download the app, and get a free $100 sign-up bonus. Uh, more on that later. But how are the how are, how are we all doing? The Yankees are doing good. The boys aren't doing so hot. I was in Montauk this weekend. I had a fantastic time with Damon. Chandler was supposed to join us, but he has COVID. Our other friend has mono. Murph is sunburned. How are we doing, fellas? <laughs> It's just good now. Wildest combination of illnesses I can think of. It's all good. I put in my own uh, window AC unit with Damon's assistance via FaceTime. Hey, so feel no big deal. No golf. big deal. Claps, claps for, claps for Chandler. Any, golf clap for Chandler. Any, any big boot plier guy. So if there's any carpenters listening, I hate my fucking job, and you know, <laughs> I, I can be happy to put in an application. Once you figured out how to put that drill bit on, it was all over, dude. It was game <laughs> over. I put smooth that sailing from there. Well, it took me like two and a half hours from there, but you crushed it. You crushed it. I know I did. It felt good. To speak to the sunburn a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We mentioned it a little bit on the last episode, but I'm now peeling my third layer of skin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I get at that point. I mean, yeah, no, I saw my shoulder bone today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But just, yeah, not fun. Can't imagine it is. So the Yankees are good. Uh, like I said, sweeping the second series in a row, six in a row. We didn't really even like this. If there was a series to just not watch, it was probably this one because like, yeah, Yankees the are two just... perfect game bids into the. Yeah, but that's not, <laughs> what I mean, are you talking okay, about? Okay. I meant like <laughs> going into it. Had I not told, had I told you like, yeah, you could probably just turn this one off. The Tigers are not really much fun to watch. The Yankees are just going to handle them pretty easily, which they did. Um, aside from the last game, they won by one run, but they battle back. They win the games as you expect, but yes, like you said, two perfect game, no hit bids late in the and game, a walk off, a yeah, walk off. It was a fun Such series, a boring, boring okay, that's series. Not, but that's just not what I meant. <laughs> you can just fuck off, but yes, going back and talking about the dominance of the pitching staff. I mean, if you go back to the last five starts, I know everybody's been talking about it, but I have to address it and say the actual lines out there. I mean, if you go back to, the previous start of Jordan Montgomery, seven innings, one run. Uh, Nestor Cortez, seven innings, no runs. Jameson Tyone, eight innings, pitched one run, two hits. That had a no-hitter into the seventh or eighth? Into the eighth, eighth. right? He lost yeah. in the eighth and then he got pulled after that. Perfect game into the eighth, excuse me. Uh, Garrett Cole, seven innings, pitched zero runs, two hits. He had a no-hitter also? or Perfect or per- game. Perfect, perfect game. game. First time went- in the modern ball or since the expansion that that – Two pitchers have thrown 
back to back perfect games into the seventh inning on the same team. That is just so wild. And then Luis Severino, out of all five of those starts, might have had the most dominant one of them all. He just didn't have a no hitter or a perfect game flirting with like the rest of them. But like when you look at the overall did, stat though. line, he did. Do you also? It, that, no, no, no. I'm His saying only it, it should have been an error. Was an error. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. But it, it was it a wasn't... line drive hit right at. I can't. Yeah, that shouldn't have been ruled a hit. Yes. Him and the fucking team. It was a. It was a hit. I'm not gonna. It was no. It was hit. I'm not Dang gonna. It. I'm not gonna sit at, here and defend that. That it, was a, it, at if what he, level if of he baseball. Had, if he has a no hitter, especially that should be a hit anyway. But if he eat, or that should be an error anyway. But if especially if you're in the seventh inning and there's a no hit bid, or even the fifth inning with a no hit bid, that's not ruled a hit. That's not ruled a hit in high school. That's not ruled a hit at middle school. It was a very tough play. The line. I'm not saying it wasn't a tough play, but it was. It was a line drive, hit right at him. If he if he had to dive for it, if he had to even take more than a step towards it, fine. But it it. hit the. Yeah, he ducked under it. If he had, yeah, even if he had to jump, then sure, it's a hit. But it was hit right at him, and he misplayed it. Granted, tough play, but not a hit. Happy Gilmore dreams of those balls. It was right <laughs> at his fucking chest. Only okay. 364 more days. Regardless, the final line for him was seven innings pitch, no hits, uh, no runs. We just explained that there was one hit. And there was one hit, one walk, and 10 strikeouts. It's just that is just the most ridiculous last five starts. I mean, the Yankees starting rotation specifically right now is there's nobody better than them. And I, I don't even care. I don't even to look at the rest of the t- the league. I know the Dodgers are probably up there as they always are, but like hard to get better than that through and through. Like there's no bad start in there. And if you want to pick one worst start out of there, I'd probably take like, I guess Montgomery or, or Nestor, but like probably Montgomery since there's only four strikeouts, but like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, the Yankees pitching staff currently leads the American League in wins at 39, ERA at 2.74, strikeouts at 498, walks at 130, batting average against that is at 210, strikeouts to walk ratio at 3.83, whip at 1.04, and shutouts 8. That is leading the American League in all of those things. It's not bad for a bunch of five starters. <laughs> yeah. That comment that guy made is really aging well. Murphy muted. Yeah. Would be Murphy. Wow. Um, sorry. The whip <laughs> is the most impressive of all of those. What did you say it was? 1.04? Whip is at 1.04. That is absolutely ridiculous. Because that that includes the bullpen too, and for a, a pitching staff as a whole that has that like I said I don't specifically the bullpen. Think- Pitching staff includes bullpen. Are you sure? It does. I thought it did. They have one that's pitching staff and then one that's I mean, that's dude, 498 starters. strikeouts is a lot for a starting rotation. Am I wrong okay. in saying that? They would all have I to would... have almost 100. In no, you're right. I mean, Cole well, has 80. It's a third of the way through the season. I don't know. No, um, no but no, you're right. It's You're right. But, I don't know. When I hear pitching staff, I, I think just starting. That's what rotation is. You're for. probably right. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, then that makes it even crazier. I'll say this. I think that, yes, that's that's crazy. But I also think that one of the other things that is the most impressive and also just helping out the team, aside from dominant pitching performances, is the fact that each of the starters went seven innings. That That's and, massive. And this is a rotation that we've had Montgomery, who is 
granted pretty far off of his injury, but he was he's been pretty much at an innings limit. Yeah. And then you have Severino who's coming fresh off of an injury, and you have Tyone who's coming fresh off off season surgery. And, I mean, and they're did yeah, you hear ridiculous. the thing yesterday? Montgomery hit a season high in pitches at eighty nine. So there you go. Through seven innings, which is insane. Like exactly. and that's the the fact the fact that we have that kind of you know, these guys going that that kind of distance, and then we our bullpen is also fucking dominant and Boone only needs to manage three innings of bullpen when you have guys who are just dominating left and right. It's <laughs> I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that. Seriously. He almost had to pitch Cole or Clay Holmes in a uh like four or five run game. I, I don't think he ended up actually coming in, but the he David was up. McKay game? I think so. I, I can't I really can't remember what game, but he was, was up and the, it was just to get him innings because like it, you know it was far from a safe situation but they just wanted to have him throw an inning and the fact that you're you have to put your closer in in a non-safe situation just to get him work is like speaks a lot to how well the rotation is is it signed sealed delivered that clay holmes is the closer now even when chapman comes yeah. back yeah i i don't know how you put chapman in i don't know how you could i mean they're going to the same reason they put hicks and gallo out there every night they're going to put him back out there. They're going to give us like, you know, Chappie, he's, he's been such an effective guy for us for so long, you know, <laughs> and then he's going to blow like four more before that guy. Fuck. Like, I think that if they're both on rest, like neither of them pitched the day before and it's a one run game in the ninth inning that they will put Clay Holmes in first. If Clay Holmes pitched the day before, maybe they'll put Chapman out in the ninth, but I mean, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to discount anything Clay Holmes has done so far because he's been incredible, but he did he didn't look amazing in his last time trying to close the game out. I mean, he walked was he, he walked like two three people. He hit a guy and like he hit, he two, hit two and walked one. Yeah. He hit Trout. He hit Trout. Walked another guy. Like he he got out of it right, and that's all that's all great. But um, see, like that though, that is Clay Holmes looking his worst and still getting it done. When you compare that to Chapman, does that every single night and gets it done like. That'll happen once in a while. That'll he's a human being. It'll happen. He's going against the meat of the order too. He's going against Trout and Otani, like that. That'll happen no matter what. And he still was able to get out of it. That's that's awesome. It's got to be a mind. nerve thing. He hasn't really, he hasn't really closed games like this. So I, don't, I don't know if it's yeah. a nerve thing. I think it's just I think it's, he's a human. It'll happen. Well, but my my the, my most I'm, I'm most excited about that because that was he clearly didn't have his A stuff and he still was able to wiggle out of a a save situation like that against one of the best. With three well, people consecutively. Oh. I mean, not best lineups, but best three. He went through the heart of the order there, Mike Trout and Otani at least, I, and it was. I don't know. He he hit a guy. I think if I, correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be. I'm just kind of trying to remember back, but he hit. He got two outs, and then he the first hit by pitch, like it really wasn't even that bad of a pitch. It got away from him a little bit, and then it just you know I believe it clipped an ankle or something it, it was something it, was a, it, it really skimmed his pants yeah like it was yeah. barely hit by pitch and then you got a runner on you know a hit a guy and then maybe it got away from him a little bit but he really did bring it back and yeah. chapman it's it's a little different like he'll legitimately just can't find the zone yeah and he'll and he'll walk three guys like clay holmes a nobody hit him like it, it's not like there wasn't a hit in that inning and whatever but 
Chapman, like, I really wasn't worried about Holmes the way I've been worried about exactly. Chapman, even when he's at his best. Because so, Chapman does it every time. Him. Chapman does it every single time. And then pe- the people that are, like, trying to defend Chapman will be like, well, he's, like, he's still getting all the saves and all this and that. But, like, this is the first time Clay Holmes has ever done that. And he still got out of it. And, like, it's just, I'm not worried in the slightest about Clay Holmes. It's fine. He's going to keep, he's going to keep, he's going to be, I'm more confident he's going to err on the side of like the next 10 being just dominant clay Holmes for every 10 or for every however long two months of a season if we get one of those i'm perfectly fine with that being closer i mean and it wasn't like when chapman's off which is like 60 percent of the time now like he's missing by 10 feet clay Holmes was missing by like two three inches yeah and that's easy to do when you throw 100 mile an hour sinkers and Chapman is the inverse of what we just saw Clay Holmes in terms of the ratio of good outings to bad outings. Like Clay Holmes will have one out of every like however many, like 15, that he'll have I mean, bad outings. Or that'll have, he's had what, 25 outings? And he's had yeah. Clay Holmes what, has, one Yeah, And then the inverse is Chapman looking like shit for 24 outings. And then, oh my God, look, Dominant Chapman's back. Like that's not what we want in a closer. So... Anyhow. Chapman's going to be the eighth inning guy because also now I'm assuming Chapman's going to be back before the wise again. He's certainly going to be back before Chad Green. So there's an eighth inning slot open. The wise is coming back next week. Oh, is he? Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was a little longer. But e- either way, even if the wise is not I mean, going to get an eighth inning spot over he, Chapman they, they, just by the name. It just point is Chapman's going to take the spot. Awesome. Chapman's going to take the spot that Chad Green would have had if he wasn't terrible slash hurt. Like the the ideal before the season innings that Chad Green was going to take is going to probably fall to Chapman. No, I think it would have been Loizaga's before the season role would be the setup guy, not Chad Green. Well, Loizaga's well, if Loizaga's coming back, wouldn't he still keep that role? If you're saying the the preseason role that of the eighth inning guy was going to be Loizaga, so that would be now what I would figure Chapman would be doing. Chap, I mean, Loisega struggled even before he got hurt, so I, I think Chapman's going to have that eighth inning. But yeah, we're I, talking I, I about the same inning. But no, I, I know, who, no, I know what you're saying. Because preseason, you're saying. if you're asking Chandler who what, what Chad Green's role is, Chandler is he sniffing the eighth before preseason for you? Chad Green? <laughs> yeah, that's what Murphy said. Yeah, maybe on like a little league all star team. Exactly. Not so. like, yeah, but... I'm not saying you're wrong about that, but he was. Supposed to be the high leverage guy before the season. Ish. Um, Let me, so Chapman, I will say this: it's going to go one of two ways when he does get demoted. Inevitably, he's either going to implode, gonna get demoted. No, not demoted to the, to the minor eighth leagues, inning, dickhead, to the oh, eighth Okay, inning. all right. I know, well, I know I, they're not going to cut him. I'm just so. <laughs> well, people are go, talking about cutting Joey Gallo, but he says he's got no options. So, like, that's why I need to. We need to clarify out here when the team's this well, good. I don't I'm know. Not, people are calling I'm not for fucking, it. Like. 63 year old Jim on Twitter that's following a thousand and has one follower. I'm not just like, yeah, DFA, you know, fucking Anthony Rizzo. That's what needs to happen. He's over his last six. So, no, I know that's not how that works. I'm just saying, whenever he gets moved down instead of demoted to the eighth inning role, uh, he's either going to absolutely fucking implode and be useless, or I think he might find a new home and just absolutely dominate it. I don't know yeah, which one, but both. it's either one or the other. I mean, it's not. It's not like um, I guess it's it is a slight, but it's not really a slight. It's just Chad, Clay Holmes has been that good that it's it shouldn't be like embarrassing almost that he's he's not Chapman the closer anymore. You know, what I mean, like he might take it that way, and I think that's what you're getting at is like, how do you handle a situation like that when you've been the closer for the last 15 years of your career? 
or however long, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think he's going to handle it all that well. And, and for that reason, I think that's why they haven't done it because for a guy who has been the closer for so long, it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you show up to the ballpark on days? You know, you're not the guy anymore. You literally lost a job that you've had for so fucking long. You've only been that guy. So it, it's going to be a be very better. big adjustment period, but I know be better is one thing. I'm just saying how he's going to react to it is he's, he a, clearly can't be better and he won't be better enough to be. I mean, he was told, he, I mean, I'm pretty sure in a press conference, he like someone asked him about that. He's, I mean, like obviously, like, what are you gonna say in this situation? <laughs> You're not gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm cool with it. Like he was just like, uh, you know, I'm open to like splitting closer time. So like, he's gonna say that. I know he's gonna say that, but you can obviously like hear like the hesitation of like I just, I'm just saying this just so I don't get fined and fired. It's a lot easier if you're Chapman to accept a new role when the guy taking your spot has a lower ERA than my college GPA. Like (laughs) it's you, he can't just be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm better than clay Holmes. I should be the closer. Like the guy is having an unbelievable year. There's no controversy should be in the conversation for Cy Young. If this keeps up by the end of the year, he hasn't allowed a run since opening day. Like we already mentioned, let it's a little easier to stay. If he had a two, six ERA, and was okay, and Chapman's still in the eighth inning, that's different. But he's having – he's the best reliever in baseball. Right when your now. name you is, like, neck and neck with Josh Hader, who hasn't given up a run since July of last season, that's pretty fucking good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That's wild also. July of last year, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'd like to rescind my uh, Clay Holmes is the best reliever in baseball because <laughs> I completely forgot for the second time because I know I've said that before that – Josh, Josh Hader's a person. This <laughs> is zero yard. All right. So one thing that I, I did notice today is that we are officially at the one third point through the season. So I wanted to do a little fun exercise before we get into rounding third, which is our, our hot take segment that we buy and sell. We have our own that we come with, but we also will uh, buy and sell yours that you submitted to us on social media. But I, I did notice a few fun things that I want to throw out there to you guys is that since we're officially one-third of the way in and we're into June, which I mentioned on this podcast many times, is when I personally will now look at cumulative stats, ratio stats, anything. All of this now, in my mind, one-third of the way into the season matter. Like, now you could say, like, oh, wow, look at that. George Springer's got an 880 OPS. He's just I'm looking at the screen right now. But, like, anything that you look at right now, it's a good like good representation, good sample size, as Murph likes to say. So, hell yeah! When you take all of these numbers that they currently have, Murph, <laughs> you just multiply them by three. Quick math checks out. We're one third of the way in. Multiplied by three, that's a season long pace for where we're at right now. And I, and I think this is this is fun to look at because it's not uh, there's not that many assumptions. It's just doing it for two more times. So, I don't know. I want to look at a few of these and see what you guys think. So, right now. The Yankees are currently on pace for 117 wins. That would beat the record of most wins all time for a single season by one game. Last one to do it. Does anybody have any, any guesses? Mariners, slash know who it was? That's Can we the talk one. murderers row? No, right. no, that's the uh, Mariners in 2001. That's the most ever by a single team. And the Yankees are currently on pace to beat that. And I, I mean... I don't know. This isn't going to be my hot take, but and I don't think they'll get there. But it's not unrealistic to say that they're going to continue this hot streak. They've they've not shown that much. I mean, they're playing good teams. I, I don't. 
Like when you when a team is winning like th- as much as they are, everybody assumes like, oh, they're gonna go through a really cold spell. But like they kind of did. A couple people got hurt. They started off cold, lost series against the Orioles, and everybody's saying the sky's falling or whatever. And they're still sitting at the top of the league on pace for 117 wins. So I don't know. Chapman I, I, goes down. Stanton goes down. Kind of the ship. Donaldson, DJ. DJ this, the ship kind of just keeps rolling. And it's it's the, the, with the starting pitching staff like this and a pitching staff like we just mentioned before that leads the league in all of those things that I mentioned at the top of the show. And they have all the firepower they have on offense and bullpen. I mean, they, they look for pretty fucking damn good. It's I don't think they're going to win the most wins ever, but I, I think it's not unrealistic to say that they're going to keep this pace up at least to the tune of 110 wins plus, which would be fucking awesome. That would be so cool. So- so let me bring you back to about a month ago. And I don't know if, what the exact episode was, but we were talking about it and it was around the time people were getting hurt. And we had two games against the Blue Jays, four against the White Sox, and then, you know, four against the Orioles, then three more against the White Sox, three more against the Orioles. And then it was Rays, Angels, Tigers, Twins, Rays, Blue Jays, Rays, Astros. So like for that month, looking ahead as people were getting hurt, month and a half, I was very worried because I didn't think they could really keep it going at that point because people are getting hurt. We're playing the Blue Jays. We're playing the Rays for the first time. The Blue, the Angels were really hot at the time. The Twins didn't look too bad at the time. And here we are a month later. Gallo struggling. I'm not, is I'm the not worst. scared like of. These I'm not scared of anybody. I mean, yeah, like the you know that was you know heels gone. Chad Green's gone. Yeah, not that Chad Green was good, but like we you know we were losing arms, and it seemed like somebody was getting hurt every day. I know DJ got hurt at one point. Stanton was hurt, so I'm thinking, all right, here it comes. Here comes the cold spell. Back to reality. Whatever. I mean, granted, yeah. we split with the Rays, but here we are. Swept the Angels. Swept the Tigers. We're going to play the Twins, who we're historically very good against. And then, you know, I'm still looking ahead to raise Blue Jays Astros. That's going to be a tough series towards the end of the month. But, I mean, the way things are going, and if we get Loisiga back by then, we could theoretically – basically, if we reevaluate at the beginning of July and those series go as they could, it could be, like, completely separation, like that 117 you're talking about. You, you, know? think, you think we have a chance? If if we're looking, if we have the same or very so cool. similar win percentage on June twenty seventh, then I'll be like, okay, maybe. I'm, I'm being serious. I don't know. I just feel like that's a that's a tall task to. to I mean, it's very. It's, it's, it's the tallest, really. <laughs> it's the tallest task there is. I feel out of all the, I'm about to run a bunch of cumulative and and like stats pacing full season based on what people are doing on the Yankees individually. I mean, obviously, that's that's the toughest one to get to, but I, I think it'd be fun after I rattle these all off to you to say either what's the most likely for all of us that we think is going to happen, and uh, what do you think the the hardest to do? Like, just react to these and say what we think about all of these. So, can uh, I add one thing real quick to the record? Yeah, where do you see? I think it's where the fifth team in Major League history, Major League history, to have thirty nine wins in their first fifty four games. Did mm. not see that. That no. is pretty good. It's better than most. Yeah. It's better than most. Uh, better than most. So on this as well, like I think that a few things. I think that 
you know, I feel like this whole season so far, I, in my head, I've, I've just kind of been saying to myself, like, all right, like, they're going to cool down eventually. They're going to cool down eventually. Like, you know, Nestor's not this good. He'll cool down eventually. Well, that's just and wrong. This guy just keeps getting fucking better and better, right? Like, we keep saying, oh, yeah, someone will get injured eventually, and, you know, we'll cool down because, you know, we'll have the injury bug. And, like, we kind of went through that for a little bit, and we just kept winning, too. You know? Like, all, all these thi- like all these things are kind of happening to us, and, you know, this is going to sound stupid, but we're beating the bad teams and we're playing well against the good teams. And that's something we really did not do last year. And we talked about that a lot and it, it just looks, everything just looks so much different. And I think with all that being said, like, yeah, it's, it's the tallest, it's one of the tallest orders to to ask for. But if, if things continue this way and like when we face this, like these adversity kind of just like turning points in the season and we fight through them and we, we keep playing and winning and we're doing that. I don't see why we couldn't. Yeah. All right. Let me go through the rest of these. So judge right now currently has 21 home runs. That's a full season pace of 63. Everybody knows what the Yankees record is. That's 61 by the Roger Maris in 1961. There's a movie written about it. That would be wild. Oh, 61. That would be wild. That would be so, so, so wild. That's crazy. Aaron Judge. I think of all of these ones that I'm, I should have probably left this out till the end, I think this one actually is going to happen. Like, I, I think 117 wins is a wow. tall, tall order, but I think on an individual basis, I mean, it all lines up so that to, to the point, like, he's got just a, he's, he's, He's got the talent, obviously. He's got the incentive. He's in a contract year. He's just absolutely tearing the cover off the ball in every respect. He's hitting for average, so I don't think he's going to slump a little bit in terms of, like, fall into those spells where he's just not hitting the ball because he's a complete hitter. He hits everything. It's just he's at Yankee Stadium. He's got the short porch. He hits it to opposite field a lot. He doesn't need the short porch to left field. He's got the power to hit it onto the concourse. It's just everybody I – don't, I don't need to sell you on the fact that Aaron Judge can hit home runs. But I think in the contract year and the way he's seen the beach ball right now, that's that's how it seems to him. I think, spoiler alert, before we get into rounding third, my hot take is that Aaron Judge breaks Roger Maris's home run record. And I think it's I think sixty three is very much in his wheelhouse and it's just it's kinda wild. It's kinda wild. The the MLB record is seventy three. I don't think he'll get there. That's Barry Bonds, but I that would that that would be crazy. But I doesn't have again, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if we had a designated Reuter and just juice to judge up with some roids, that would be he hit eighty five. But I just I just think my my hot take and yeah, it's a hot take. But is it even really that hot of a take? Because yes, yes, it's a no, very no, no. hot take. Okay, okay, you guys don't never let me finish because I was thinking, <laughs> it's not. Is it really as much of a hot take as any of the other hot takes that we've ever given out? Because he's currently on pace to do it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not pulling something out of thin air that's saying. Yo, Aaron Judge, before the season, I'm going to say he's going to hit 100 home runs. Or him and Stanton are going to, you know, hit a combined 112. Home, like, you know what I mean? He's he's literally currently one-third of the way in. Obviously, there's a lot of things that can happen. He could get hurt. He could just not be hitting the cover off the ball like he is right now on an MVP pace. I just think he can continue to do it. I think, you know, the one thing that he has shown in the past, though, that goes against this is that sometimes he doesn't need the home run ball. And he can just hit for average, and he might just do that for a month, and then the pace is no longer the pace, and then he's not going to hit 63. And currently, he has to hit at this mashing rate in order to even sniff 
Roger Maris's jockstrap that season. But you know what I'm saying? I think that it's it just it's interesting to note that he's actually currently on the pace. It's not like he's below the pace and I'm saying, hey, he's doing this amazing and he's gonna pick it up some more. So I'm going to give you one reason why, like one reason that I agree and one reason I disagree with you. One, I didn't like, there was one part where you were talking about, you know, he can decide he just wants to hit for average and that he's not really hitting home runs anymore. His home runs aren't on purpose. Those happen because of how good of a baseball player is. He's not going to adjust. He's not going to adjust his swing and it's going to make a vast difference. So I don't really, I don't think that really has anything to do with it. But on the flip side of that, I think, you know, part of the reason I don't think he's going to do it just for the record. I just, it's just such a big task. I hope, I hope to God I'm wrong. It's just, you know, I, I don't, again, it's just, he would have to do this for an entire season, but I mean, he got off to a relatively slow start through the first like 10, 15 games, which when you're talking about a third of a season, 15 games is a big part of that, you know? So, I mean, he had like what one home run through the first 15, 16 games, something like that. So uh, he got off to a slow start, and then he's just on a torrid pace since then. So he's hitting one like every other night now. So, I mean, that kind of goes to the set that you can kind of – he had a cold spell, and he's still on pace for it. So you can you can have those moments with a guy like him that can just n- not even have a cold spell. He didn't have a cold spell. He was hitting for average. They just weren't home runs. And, and I agree. I think, like you said, he – just he kind of takes what's given to him. If you throw him one low and away, he's going to take that the other way. He's not going to wait for a home run pitch and try to put that one over the fence. He's going to literally take anything that's given to him. And that in one instance in this very specific moment is to his demise because we want, we want him to break the Roger Maris record. That doesn't mean he's doing it bad. That means he, he might not hit 61 home runs, but I mean, I don't know. I think you, what you said kind of makes the case for the possibility that makes him that much more equipped to do it too, because he had a cold spell, so to speak for home runs, at least. And he's still on pace to do it. It's just if anybody can do it on the Yankees, at least this season, it's him. Uh, the, the one thing is, oh, and everybody will tell you it's the health thing. And he's, he's playing a lot of games. He's got 52 games. It's another one on my list. He's got 52 games played this year. That's on pace for 156. That is so many baseball games for a guy that's allegedly injury prone. So that so the that's only one thing, thing that, that could hurt him <clears throat> is if sorry, Murph, let me do this real quick and I'll pop it back over. But the only thing, if they keep winning at this rate and they lock up the AL East, say beginning of September, he's going to get a lot more rest down the stretch. So you think so and those kind. I don't know if they're if they've locked up the East if they have a twelve game lead you know, rolling into the first weekend in September there. And, you know, I don't know the roster still expanded September, right? So they're going to get these guys in. they're going to rotate guys in there. You know, we have 12 games to play with. We don't want to waste judge and get them hurt against the Orioles when we're up, you know, 12 games in the East and we have three weeks to play before the playoffs. You know what I mean? Cause if I just you, don't know if, if that's going to happen. Like, what I'm just saying, I think the lead will stick around. I think the lead will just stick around somewhere in the six to eight game range where it's not enough to say like, Hey, we can start resting. I think I agree. If they end up getting to the 13, 14 game range, it might make sense to sit them against the Orioles to get them some rest. But again, no, I know. I'm just saying, but I I don't think we'll get to that point. I think we'll, I think it'll, I I think the blue Jays and the Rays will keep it close ish, close enough to not have him 
Like, I don't think we're going to run away with it. But for, for the for the record, I don't like. First of all, Rel, this is a great hot take, but that's what it is. It's, it's a hot take. Yeah, like the odds doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. But been some good dudes on has, the Yankees before. If he, so if he has fifty five home runs going into September. They're not going to sit him. That's no true matter too. what the lead so, is. To what like, Chandler was saying, if they get down to the line, like yeah, I don't think that's going to be the reason he does. I know Judge isn't a big personal accolade guy, and everybody will say that. Breaking Roger Maris's record is a, is reason to to keep the personal accolade. Like that doesn't happen. No, nobody ever has that opportunity to say that they like that's very different from anything else. Like that's it's history. It's literally history. It's you don't it's it's crazy. It's it's like it's like it's like hitting like Miggy. Like it's like hit, get trying to get a three thousandth hit. Like you if you if Miggy was coming down to it, and maybe like let's say this is final year and he was really close to it. You're not are you gonna sit him? It's the same thing. It's just a single season record, but like it's the same exact thing. It's if not more because you're the best to do it on your team. And a lot of a few other people have done three thousand hits, but different example. But I, I do think if <clears throat> if we're close, he's playing every single game. Like let's say we have a month and he needs like 10 more home runs. He's playing every single night. If it's, if he sniffs it, he's play, he's DHing on nights that he would not have otherwise played at all. You also don't want to like mess up his rhythm though too if, towards the, towards the playoffs. Like I feel like that's also like a controversial thing like you don't want to sit him too much and then he gets to the playoffs and he's kind of off his groove and then that's yeah. a whole different that's a whole different situation. I'm just I happy totally to see that he's he's I'm not even he's not even sitting. So I, I'm happy at least that's that's the potentially the most eye-opening thing out of this whole list and I I have a lot more to go through, but is that him and Rizzo are playing almost every single game. Rizzo has 53 games, the judge is 52. Rizzo is on pace for 159 out of 162 for the folks keeping score at home. It's a lot of fucking games. I just, I really like seeing people play. I mean, we just, we talked about a few things already on this episode is that people are fucking playing games. I mean, Stanton's coming back and he was, he missed some time, but people are playing games. He missed the minimum. The bo- the, he missed the minimum. People are playing games and the, the pitching staff is going deep into games. That is the two biggest things we did not have going for us in the past two years. So, yep. It's going to hurt if they don't make a deep run this year. That's a, this is like last year. Nobody expected it. And, you know, we got eliminated. I was sad. And this is a little off topic, but I don't care. It needs to be said this year. If, you know, all things stay equal and we, you know, not even to this pace, cause this is unrealistic mm-hmm. to expect this over 162, but if they keep up something similar to this and make the playoffs, this is going to hurt the most in a long time. Coming off the judge news preseason into a season off season of uncertainty, all that. If we don't make a deep run, if we don't at least make it to the World Series after this kind of year, assuming it keeps up, that's going to be the most World Series of us. It's. I mean, I'm yep. not going to obvious. Yeah, recover. I'm not going to recover. <laughs> I can't. I recover. can't handle it. <laughs> no, I, I won't either. It's it's gonna that's gonna hurt like a bitch. This is gonna hurt like a motherfucker. But I, why, why 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 talk about that? We're we're gonna win it all. I mean, this, it team, talks this about seems the, good. The talent of this team. That's I mean, I'm not saying we're going to. I'm saying this out of recent memory. This team is so. I can't believe I'm saying this just based off of how I felt about this team preseason. But it's just so much different. The 
feeling around the team is different. They're packing out 1130 AM games on our streamed on fucking Peacock. Not that that has anything to do with people showing up to the game, but you know what I mean? 1130 AM games. They're selling out. Everybody's on their feet, every pitch, every single night. It's just this. They were saying that it felt like a playoff atmosphere on a random June series against the Tigers. That's what and I'm saying. The Angels, it who feels had, Sunday and Angels, at 11. And the Angels series, too. They were saying over the weekend that it felt like a, a, an actual, well, that was over the weekend, but it felt like a playoff atmosphere. And that's a, a team that had lost, like, what, eight in a row? Like, they're yeah. not doing too hot. I mean, it's exciting seeing Trout and Otani coming to town. But, yeah. I mean, the Tigers, people were saying that against the Tigers, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. And just there's a different buzz right now in the Bronx. And it's, it's very exciting. And, yes, it's going to hurt like fucking hell. <laughs> if if they if they don't do it, but and and you look at the team, and that this is why is because this is the first team in a while that I've actually pointed out and said like, and we've all said this is a complete team. This team is built to win. We can and win. They love playing together. They That's love the playing together, thing. with the exception of one guy who didn't like people not taking his back in a certain situation. But <laughs> that, that specific guy ended up hitting a walk off too, so he's doing just fine. Um, but it's it's just it's crazy. They they can beat you in so many ways offensively. I, the most the most important piece of this whole thing to me is is the starting rotation. And and when you when you go in for a playoff series, and you, everybody always matches people up because it's very inconsistent to say you know we've we've had bats we've had the bats before we've had fucking an eight hitter being Edwin Encarnacion, which at the time was doing well before the playoffs and he was shit in the playoffs, but. You know, we have we've always had the bats every single year, year in, year out, and we always don't make it to the World Series and we we've had the ten year drought because of it. But the one thing we didn't have is this depth in the in the pitching staff. We're seeing it right now. I, I don't know that it slows down. I think everybody is just they are that good. They're all I I just think they're a really good starting rotation. And then I think I think the bullpen gets even better than it is now too, which is scary to say because there's a lot of people that are underperforming or hurt. So I think Chapman doesn't isn't as bad as he really is showing to be right now. I think Loazigo hopefully figures it out. And if he figures it out, that's an extra electric arm that we find. And we're going to trade for David Bednar, like I keep saying. So, And that might be in a Mickey conversation later. But I don't know. I, I just think this team is so well-equipped to win, and I'm very excited for it. Do you want me to go through a few more of these these potential Yankee records slash MLB records for this <laughs> for the team, whether it's good or bad? Sure. Let's do it quicker, but yeah. So that judge, judge right now. No, was. What? I was just saying yeah. that one was important. Murph said to go quicker, but I said that was a b- b- no. It, it was. I was. I was joking. Yeah. Shut up, Murph. So Gallo strikeouts. Right. He currently has sixty. Over. That is a currently on pace <laughs> for one hundred and eighty over the That's full it? season, which is not even his personal most. So kudos. Wow. So crazy. <laughs> Keep in mind, he did miss some games, so hey, that, small win, small that wins. doesn't help him win the pacing there. So maybe if he continues to play every game, uh, if he doesn't get benched before then or get sent down or cut, um, he's he's got, he's on a good pace here. So 180 over the full season as it currently sits based on the first, half, first third of the season. Uh, the MLB record is 223. Uh, the Yankee record is 211. That was by Stanton in 2018. But yes, his personal most is 213. Um, not good. I'm going to, I'm going to take the, uh, here, here's my line. I'll set since he didn't play much. I, I would actually consider him like, let's say he stays healthy. Uh, Cause he did miss some games in the first third. If he stays healthy, 
do you think that he can break his personal record? That'll be the over-under that I set. So he's on pace for 180 with missing some time. Uh, he's going he's gonna to keep playing every day. I mean, I, I think that... And here's the benefit, too. The Yankees are so good that you can afford to let somebody like that get run and just try and potentially figure it out. Had the team not been as good, had they been, like, you know, struggling to be on top of the AL East or, or whatever it may be, you're just like... Not, they were where they were last year. If they were, if they were where they were last year... Mickey's probably still in the roster and you're running him out in the outfield because he was the hot bat and you're not, you don't have the, the luxury of saying like, Hey, we're up seven games in the AL East. We're the top best record in baseball. We're on pace for 117 wins. Let's just keep running Gallo out there because we have a lot invested in him. We traded for him. We, we, we need, we want him to figure it out by the end of the season. So like, let's, let's, we can afford to have him and Hicks just twiddle their thumbs in the outfield so they figure out how to hit a baseball. Like you can afford that. Um, I think if they were where they were last year, <clears throat> last year we'd probably have Miggy on the team. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but I think the fact that he will be probably still running it out there every for the every game for the rest of the year, I'm going to take over his personal <laughs> personal best of I don't, 213 strikeouts. I don't think he's going to be out there every game the rest of the year, so I'm going to take the under because I think one way or another, something without divulging too much of my rounding third for later i don't <laughs> think i don't think he's gonna get the at bats to break it okay i All think right. he's gonna figure it out i hope he does i think he'll figure it he out but he'll still get 180 <laughs> to 180 that, that's also a very real possibility i mean yeah like he, i mean that's his game that's his game so yeah. like he, he can figure it out and still you know <laughs> hit, hit, when he got 213 he had a great year besides that I don't know. I don't know that. But. I'm I'm almost uh, I'm yeah. almost certain. He was. Great he, I mean, he, before he, he became a Yankee. Yeah, he's he was every year he was in Texas. He was he was great. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll write off some more so we can speed up and go into the actual rounding theories. But IKF has eight steals right now. That's on pace for 24 steals. The MLB record was 130. <laughs> <laughs> He's right there. That was uh, yeah. You're right there. That was uh, by Ricky Henderson. Uh, Aaron Hicks who made mention of his steals, has uh, five right now. That's on pace for 15. Again, the record was 130. Um, <laughs> Aaron Hicks home runs, 30-30 season. He wanted to have it. He has one right now. That's on pace for three. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I mentioned before, the record is 73 there. Um, I, that, that's my rounding third. I think he gets there. Um, could you imagine? Rizzo games, like I said, 53 on pace for 159. Judge, 52 on pace for 156. Those are awesome to see. Nestor Cortez ERA, 1.5, one-third of the way in. The best record, the record was 1.64, which Nestor currently has beat. Quick math there for you. By Spud Chandler in 1943. Doesn't count. He's got a good last name. Good first name. Absolutely no way. No, <laughs> no chance. No shot. No chance. No fucking chance. Really? Do you He's think Nestor Cortez is going to come out of nowhere and Could have you? a the lowest ERA ever? He's currently come, yes, come out of nowhere. He was not even considered. You could say he wasn't even considered a start, a five starter before the season. I know. Well, you and, know I, so yes, I, I he meant, came out of nowhere. Come out of nowhere because I'm just saying he's he's right now he's he's done it for he has the record through one third. Can he do Bro, that? Can he do this two more times? No. There's no way. 
relevant. That's like Rob Brantley coming out and hitting 74 home runs. Like, no, I'm saying before the year. Like he's he, doing like, it. This year would be this guy came out of nowhere and for whatever reason had a one five ERA through a whole season. Like that is sh- that no. But he's, he's doing finishing, it. Yeah. He's no. finishing at two oh six third in Cy Young. Really, you know how many people have had three month clips of having a one yes, five ERA? And it's splitting hairs too, but he's one point it's a ratio stats so at one point five. If he gives up a couple of runs here and there, that's well over one point yeah. six and it blows up a lot more. I know. That would be fun to think. quite literally one of the craziest sports stories in the history of time. If he does that, like, that would be that would be a thirty for thirty. That'd be yeah, a 30 that would yeah. You like, remember when R. A. Dickey had that one year that just like they yeah, made documentaries and shit about him, and then he was yeah. just terrible the rest of his life. What if I told you a man with mustache? There was Cy Young at like thirty eight, yeah, with a knuckle. Then he signed like a seventy million dollar deal, made it one year, and got cut. That could um, be wrong. So Garrett Cole has eighty one strikeouts. He's on pace for two hundred and forty three. The Yankee record, Yankee record right now, by Ron Guidry, nineteen seventy-eight, is two hundred and forty-eight. Wow! Didn't he have three hundred when he was on the Astros? On the Astros, yeah, but not on the Yankees. So yeah. the, the Yankees record is two hundred and forty-eight by Ron Guidry in seventy-eight. I think he breaks up. I think he does too because he hasn't I really he been dominant. Cole for the I entire. Know. I I think that's probably the one that I I think happens out of all those. If I, I could pick, agree. if I could pick one, that's the one. You want to know so why? Far, yeah. last year he was on pace for it to like blow it out of the water, and then he missed like a month. Yeah, he finished with two forty three last year, and he missed four starts. Yeah, that's a yeah. yeah. I'm, assuming I'm Garrett, hammer, assuming he that. doesn't get hurt, hopefully, God willing. I mean, he has, and he it, obviously the last like four or five starts he's been dominant, Cole, and he's back now fully. But like he had a, he had a point where he was struggling for the first month of the season, so. To be on pace for 243, I'm absolutely taking the over on that. I think, of, like I said, of all of the other ones, this is a lot more of a consistent thing. He, he can actually, it's not like home runs are very random and they're sporadic. So when you, when you compare this to the judge home runs versus the ver, Roger Maris 61, that's a lot less likely in my mind just because of the consistency factor. Strikeouts, ha- like Garrett Cole is a strikeout pitcher. He will continue to do this. He has continued to do this. This isn't even his personal most. Like you said, he had 300 and something for the Astros in that fantastic year before he came to the Yankees. So I think if you were I'm surprised man, that's the record. I can, I can I'm like double check. No, I believe you. I'm just surprised. Name, like, a, I'm, name a career-dominant Yankee pitcher. CeCe. Uh, this is single season. But, like, yeah. I mean, obviously the game's changed and strikeouts are way more common than they used to be. But, like... You know, yeah, Pettit came to mind. CC came to mind. I mean, Randy Johnson was here for a year. I, I wouldn't think he would do that, but he was a strikeout pitcher and he pitched for the Yankees. He was in close to his forties though when he was here. Wasn't no, he? I, I know. I'm just thinking of the first I'm just, couple I'm just saying, yeah, like, in my it's, head. It's Gidry. It's when you think, Who is second? I'm curious. When you think I, of I Yankee greats, I mean, Cole had 243 last year. So, I mean, when you think of yeah. Yankee greats, though, you don't think of pitchers really. I mean, obviously, there's some sprinkled in there. That's there's an exception to every rule or multiple in this case, but I'm just saying when you think of historic great Yankee players, you don't come up with the name Bronx Bombers that wasn't invented ten years ago. You don't get that name because you have you know historically great pitching. They're just you know I, I mean I, I know mean they, they have do they like pitchers. very much do though they do, but <laughs> it's sprinkled throughout. I'm just saying you don't look at the Yankees when you think of historic Yankees who have set like crazy records. You know, he had 326 in 2019 on the Astros and did not no, even win Cy Young. That was the year Verlander did it. That's crazy. 
I'm just very basically. I'm, I was thinking, how does CC not have more than 240 strikeout? 40, whatever. What did you say? 47. How, like I, I would have guessed that CC would have had more than 248 in yeah, one of the years. Year. Did he win a Cy Young with us? I think he CC did. I don't he think won. he did. He won one oh, he did? with not with us with Cleveland. He, yeah, not with he us. came in fourth, third, and fourth with the Yankees. Um, his most strikeouts in a single season, CC Sabathia, that is. 251. What about with us? Not with us. With us, 230. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. And last one, uh, Cole Innings pitched. Actually, is another one before the last one. 64.2 right now. He's on pace for 192. His most is 212. So I think he honestly gets that, too. He's, I, I think he'll continue to go I mean, deeper into games. in that one game, he threw like an inning. Yeah. So I think he's, yeah, if he does better, he's pretty much on pace for his season most. Um, and he does that every year. He's a workhorse, so it's not like it's just he's, he's going to be overworked like potentially Clay Holmes is that we've been talking about for a while. Um, IKF errors, six. <laughs> he's on pace for 18. So that's not good. I don't have the, the season most for that. I couldn't find that stat, but uh, I'll tell you seven. what. It is not good, and he was supposed to be the defensive wonder, wonder kid, whatever you want to call it. Not good, uh, but I like that you're joining my side on this. I mean, six errors. Is, I mean, is we, not we can't say bit. we're upset with how, the way he's played. I'm not upset. He's no, performing exact exactly to expectations, not a shade higher or lower. Yeah, he's also made some tough plays too. Like I, I think there's one thing when a Glaber. Maybe not this year because he actually has been pretty good defensively this year just by the eye test. But, like, you know, when Glaber was at short, he makes all these errors, but it's not like he's making up for it with any spectacular range or saving runs and whatever. But for every error, IKF probably has two plays that the average shortstop doesn't make. I disagree with that. Maybe not two, but at least one. All right. I want to break this up before we get into the rounding thirds. This episode, as I mentioned before, is brought to you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Uh, no waivers, trades, or lineup setting or anything like that. Stress-free Underdog Fantasy lets you draft your fantasy team just in minutes, Murph. Sign up now with the code 161BOYS and double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. Deposit $100, get a free $100. That is free money, and that is fun times with the fellas uh, with their slick mobile app and user-friendly website. You'll have no problem jumping in and drafting your squad. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You could do these fun games that we've been actually been playing. You can win 20 times your money on the pick games in one night. Just pick the over-under on your favorite player's stats to win big. So if you think like Judge is going to hit a home run and Aaron Hicks is going to strike out three times, you can win 20 times your money. <laughs> so, And that's probably going to happen every single night. You pick between two and five players. You could also pick from rivals, which pits two players against each other. Just a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun ways to win money on there, and a lot of fun ways to just not even not even about the money. It's just a fun app, and you can just bet on players. The most fun thing for me, I think, is the individual player things. I think that's just it's just fun. It's it's better. It's easier, honestly, in my opinion, because if you follow the team like you do us, you can see who's hot and who's not. Segment on the podcast, and you can ride that segment, and parlay it into a nice hick strikeout and uh, Aaron Judge home run. So, uh, good use of gambling language. Hmm. So, uh, you want to get into rounding third? Sure. Sure thing. All right. So, I mentioned my rounding third, and uh, we asked for your rounding thirds on social media. We'll get to those in a second. Uh, But 
What are yours? Because mine was Aaron Judge breaks Roger Maris's home run record, which honestly, if I just led with that and didn't preface it with like the pacing and all that stuff, yes, that sounds ridiculous. But and it still sounds ridiculous now that I just said it out loud. But what are your rounding thirds? Are they as astronomical me, and historical mine, as mine? Yes, actually, and it really? still relates to Aaron Judge. <laughs> so I'll go first. Um, I full disclosure don't necessarily believe this, but. I think it could happen. Hey, they're hot takes for a reason. They're hot takes for a reason. And I think it will spark some debate. But Aaron Judge, if he has the season that he's been having, that continues, deserves a higher AAV than Mike Trout. What's that, 36 million? 36 and a half. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's not going to get a $13 million or a 13-year deal. What's Trout at? 430 for 13? For thirty for twelve, yeah. it's a lot of fucking I mean, money. It's but it's only a six million dollar raise over what he turned down. I don't. Yeah, but didn't I he want the years get, though? He no, he wanted thirty six and ten. He got eight and two something. So Trout got twelve for four twenty six. Sheesh! Quick math. 36 and a half. Let me pull up my calculator. 35 and a half. half. Oh, 35 and a half. All right. Well, now that I realize it's only 35 and a half, I actually am going to change my mind and say that he does deserve that. And maybe not does deserve that, but will get that. I think it wouldn't surprise me. I was initially saying that he deserves it as my hot take, but I didn't know if I fully believed it. Like if it would happen A and B, if he did deserve it. But say judge goes on an MVP year and sprinkle into what you said rela that 61 62 whatever <laughs> they like the if he breaks you, roger maris you better fucking throw, believe he's gonna get mike trout money right. more than Mike. throw trout throw a world series in there i was just about to say that Mary. then then nobody cares if you're the yankees you win a world series this year and aaron judge wins mvp right how can you not bring him back you can you, have, ask, you bring him back you name him captain and you carry on as a dynasty ask for if he Freeman. leaves if he if he leaves, it's one and done. Period. Freddie my Freeman. Biggest, I, I was thinking the same thing that you were saying though. That's my Freddie biggest Freeman fear did in the not, world. Freddie Freeman did not hit sixty one home runs. Freddie Freeman did win a World Series, but that's a team thing. So you one can't really MVP. you can't you can't one hundred percent attribute it to. Yeah, you're right. You did win MVP, but I, I think I don't know. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Here's though. the thing: if we if he wins MVP and we win the World Series, he's going to need Trout money, and it, it, yep. probably more. A-B-wise. I don't think he'll get the years. I think. Uh, so I think he could get 36-ish. I think he could get that 36, maybe 37 that he wants. I don't. I just don't think, and I don't even think it's necessarily the Yankees. I don't think anybody's going to give him 10 years. That'll take him to his early 40s. So maybe, maybe like nine eight. years, eight years, maybe something similar to Cole and years and value, but maybe a little bump. I, I could see that. Eight, eight for 36. I mean, I mean what, there are pitchers is... who had the high, high AAVs like over 36. You know, Scherzer and Bauer both got over 40. But, I mean, for two very different reasons. I don't think they're going to sign him to $40, $43 million because no. that's only going to be a couple of years. So I think it's going to be structured that way where it's going to carry him. Basically, what the contract is going to be is he's going to get as much money as he can to spend the rest of his career in pinstripes under one contract. Totally fine. Give me nine years, 36 a year. I don't even give me a world series this year. I'm going to fuck what we pay him. 
me either. I, I'll, I'll I, want, I want to pay him. I, don't, I really don't even care. I think he deserves it. I mean, he's he's a, he's one of the most dominant players we've been seeing in a long time. He's having the most ridiculous season. I mean, if he if he tops it before, all off, I think before I think even if he doesn't, if we don't win MVP and he doesn't hit sixty three home runs, I still think he deserves the yeah. AAV that Trout is getting. Like I think he's I think he's, even, I, even I, he's, I think he's gonna get it. Even if he slows down, he's gonna he's on pace to even hit hit like two eighty with like forty five bombs. Like that's yeah, still I mean, a fucking incredible year right now. Like he's doing everything. It's like, it's just ridiculous. Even if he slows down like a good amount, he's still gonna have an incredible year. And like he's got a better arm than Trout. He's he's very good. I mean, the World taller. He's taller. He, robbed, he robbed a home run the other day. That was cool. The World Series solidifies it, obviously, in my opinion, but. And that wasn't even a condition Trout's when I said they're running third to begin with, but yeah, right. And I, I just feel like the Yankees yeah. need, yeah, they need a captain. Whatever. They need that guy. And you can't, you have that guy and you can't let him walk. And I don't think yep. I, I would love to think that they won't let him. You can only hope. I can only hope. That's I'll buy it. Good. I'm buying it. Chandler, what's yours? Mine is that, and I'm, I'm, want to preface it with the same disclaimer as Mr. Murph over there that I don't even necessarily believe it myself, but it wouldn't totally shock me. I'm going to say the Yankees don't trade Miguel Andujar and he starts at least one playoff game this year, despite him requesting a trade. That opens a whole can of worms. But I mean, if you look at it right now, I mean, Gallo and Hicks are just putting up useless ABs every single day. You have a team that's out there that's literally, as we've mentioned this whole episode, on pace to break records. They're on pace to literally be one of the best teams of all time, if not the best. You can't have two just gaping holes in your lineup and two traditionally gaping. good hitting spots. I mean, they're useless. They're fucking yeah, useless. Yeah, they're never going to sit, though. Yeah, but why? Because, because of the implications. The, it's the implication. <laughs> I'm just Sorry. saying, it, one it had, it had to be there. That was an inside but, joke. You wouldn't get it. I don't get it. But here's a, But this is what I was going to get at is because, you know, the hot name around the market has been attendee, whatever. David at Bednar. The, you you at said the, David Bednar wrong. At the end of the day, it has to be some one outfielder is going to have to go. And Cashman has shown reluctance to trade prospects. I mean, for a while other than the Gallo trade, which was a desperation move. I stand by that. Yep. But yeah, he's been real moment. <laughs> yeah, but he's been, he's been reluctant to trade prospects. So, and Ben attendee, you know, believe the Yankee tax or don't, it's going to cost him a pretty decent size package. Ha. Huh? And he's going <laughs> to, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It would not shock me one bit. If we get to this all-star break or the trade deadline, whatever the fuck it's around the same time. You know what I mean? So we get to the trade deadline, you know, they kick the tires, the famous three words that we hear every year. It doesn't happen. And then Miguel Andahar finds his way into some sort of role to where he maybe starts a couple games of the playoffs. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it wouldn't totally shock me. Yeah, I agree um, with, I agree with that. Wouldn't totally shock me. I think he gets traded. He's asked for a trade before and they didn't honor it. Yeah. So let me, let me throw in. So the rounding third that I put by the wayside was that Andahar is going to be put in a package for Wilson Contreras around the deadline. I don't want Wilson Contreras. I don't necessarily either, and that's why yeah. I was desperately looking for a better one. But 
I, I, I read an article today about how he's as good as gone from the Cubs, and it kind of makes sense because you're not really losing I mean, much he's defensively, and he's having year. a pretty good he's year. Trevino. He is though. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm kidding. The one thing, the one thing is like as as good as Jose Trevino is, Wilson Contreras is great, and he I think he he actually is that good, and he's he's been a highly touted prospect slash uh, just catcher in general. Like everybody knows, Wilson Contreras is a good catcher. Um, the Cubs aren't gonna. The Cubs are gonna blow it up. There, he's absolutely. He's. He, they should trade him. He's got value now. He's having a career year, and he's not gonna stay with them. I don't know what his his contract situation looks like, but he doesn't. He's fit, a free agent at the end of the year. Perfect. He doesn't fit the bill of somebody that is is gonna be contending with them in the next five years. So, um, I could see it. As and like I said, as good as Trevino has been, like. It, He's a clear upgrade over Trevino, and he's, he's just a good catcher in general. I think I think Andujar is is better served in the. I, I've been saying it a bunch, and I'll say it again, just for that, just so we have tape, so that when Chandler makes the annual clip that I predicted that David Bednar was traded to the Yankees, we can use this material, mark it down. Um, but I, I think I think and and I think value wise, Andujar. I think a lot of people when we talk Andujar trades. A lot of people have to tender their expectations for what we're going to get back from Miguel Andujar because Miguel Andujar, although he was having a good year this year, he hasn't got enough run that other scouts and prospect, uh, other scouts and GMs for other teams are going to be like, yep, that's the Miggy that we saw in 2016, 2017, or whatever it was, 2017, 2018, 2018 that w- nearly won rookie of the year and almost beat out Otani. We, always say on time he should have won but regardless it, it gets it's been a lot removed he's had a lot of ups and downs it's like it's what have you done for me lately and Miguel Andujar kind of hasn't he's requested two trades in that same time he's been doing well not a big sample size recently and that's not enough to just be like to all scouts and GMs and say like hey that's a top prospect again scouts and GMs love prospects Love prospects and shit that do not that haven't played games and haven't had the opportunity to fuck up and show their flaws in any way. Miguel Andujar, although he has had success in the major league level, he's also had a lot of failure. And he and regardless, even if he had a little bit of failure, scouts and jams just over exaggerate those flaws. And just when when you're in a trade room, you it's almost like you're in an arbitration hearing. It is exactly that. It's like that guy sucks for this reason, that reason, this reason. And for that reason, I don't think we're going to get much or as much as people think for Andujar. And that being said, I think a guy like David Bednar, who doesn't have a lot of respect on his name, and he's you look at his baseball savant page, it's, it's a lot of red. He's a great guy. He's, from what I can tell, he's a great guy. He's funny. He had a good funny uh, post-game press conference where he apologized for saying shit or something like that. That was funny, too. But regardless, he's closing games for a ball club that doesn't have a lot of save opportunities, and he's doing it. Give him some high-leverage spots. He's got high-leverage spots on the Pirates. Throw him in the 7th, 8th, or whatever. Just You can never have too many bullpen arms. So I think an Andujar for Bednar or Andujar for Bednar and something else, like, I think it's the value makes sense for something like that. And I would be very happy with it. Having an extra depth piece in the bullpen over just Andujar, who's just going to, he's, he has options. They're going to keep him in the minors and they're going to let Hicks and Gallo just continue to try and shake off the rust and break out of these slumps. I think Here's that Andujar, a trade for Andujar is going to look almost identical to a Luke, the Luke Voigt one. Exactly. I think you're going to yep. get a high upside. Yep. yep. 
younger talent in the minor leagues. He's high upside, low, low downside. See what happens. He's a boomer bust prospect. He's you know some kid that throws 102, can't throw it within 10 feet of the strike zone. <laughs> see what happens. That's that's basically his value now, and it's sad to say because I am a very noted Miguel Andujar lover, but. If if he were to get traded, I'm still not convinced that it's going to happen, and maybe that's my you know Miggy bias talking. But it is. and and I don't even know that it's that because I don't think that they don't trade it because they don't have faith in them and they want to get it and they want him out. I don't know that Brian Cashman is able to value him like you're talking. People need to recognize that his value's down. I don't know that the front office is willing to bite that bullet and realize that his value's down. They've shown an unwillingness to do so in the past, and they have for all of their prospects. So th- that's more a slight at them, not so much Miguel Andahar. But if he does get traded and they honor his request, which you know what? I think they should. He he deserves to get the opportunity. I know he's not going to go win in 10 MVPs, but he deserves the opportunity to be an everyday player. Um. If they trade him, I see it being something like that. I don't, he, they're not going to get David Bednar for Miguel Andahar. They're not going to get any big, they're not going to get a major league contributor with Miguel Andahar. For they're just going, Andahar, yeah. But I know going, he can headline it, is what I'm saying. He's not going to headline it, though. He's going to be a throw in if it's something like that. He's going to uh, be. For David Bednar, no. they don't know how to give it that much. All right. Can we, the David Bednar thing, like, I, I just. I, I don't I think Andujar fits right that now. package. No, it could happen. Sure. I don't think Andujar is part of that package. I don't think he makes sense for the Pirates at all. I do, however, and the reason that I thought the Contreras thing was interesting is because I think he does fit that a little bit. Because, A, we have a pretty extensive trade history with the Cubs in recent years. And, yeah, 2016 was a long time ago. But, you know, that that started something. You know, that's where we got Glaber from. You know, we've had history with them clint frazier who is basically the most comparable person in the entire mlb to miguel andahar in terms of being mm-hmm. undervalued by the yankees is currently on the cubs he was and they have a lot of guys that are, are his exact same age you know um what's his name nico horner's a little bit younger like they, they they're trying to build a semi-young base and he's a guy who is that young age and MLB ready when he gets the chance. And I think they can find a spot for him. And I think that they would value him not enough for him for Contreras straight up, obviously, but I think that he would be enticing if they go for Contreras at the deadline, I especially think since the, the DH is in the NL now. That's exactly. going to cost so much more than that though. You're going to need him. You're going to need, I mean, obviously this is way, yeah, we're not way. building out the entire thing. We're just saying he'll, he can fit there. Yeah. No, you know, you well, Wells might be in that conversation. I don't know what they're catching. Yeah. Enough building is out the entire thing. Him, I agree with but... you, though. I think it, he's a good fit uh, there. Um, but I don't know, man. I, did you guys see what Gary <laughs> Gary weighed in on this conversation? Yeah, was... he said that he should be starting in a major league team. And I could, that's I the first time in my life more. I've ever. Yeah, but like just it. just because he requested the trade doesn't mean like they're just going to go ahead and do it. Like, no, the, like this. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm saying like, I don't know. But I'm trying to say is like. Like and do as much as it sucks, and as much as I want to see him play, as much as he deserves to play, like he is very val- valuable to this team. If someone goes down, if you know Hicks and Gallo, just like I don't, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think he's gonna start over them because I think that I don't know. 
it's the name value. It's just like who they are. It's who they were. It's like they're kind of like bringing out these, these slumps. Like I don't see a world where they just like cut one of those guys, like option one of those no, guys. They're not going to do that. They're going to keep playing them if they're he- healthy. So the only situation that happens is if one of them gets hurt, then he can bring up and do hard to to play some some games. And that, that could very well happen. I mean, Hicks hasn't played a healthy year his entire fucking life. Yeah. Just because you're, you're upset doesn't mean... Yeah, just because you're upset doesn't mean you're going to get a fucking trade. Yeah. And he's so much more valuable to us in the organization than he is just trading away for a prospect this year. Like, if we want to win this year, which that's the goal, we need we need to have him is on it? on this in this organization Absolutely. if, <laughs> if inevitably someone gets hurt. No, I'm saying, sorry, Rel, I wasn't referring to you. I'm saying, Damon, absolutely right. Because, and this goes back to what Chandler was just saying about him, you know, being a part of the postseason roster too. Like the Yankees, if the package comes along, basically the Yankees are going to handle him in whatever makes sense for this year. So if that means he's a package that's going to help them win now, i.e. Contreras or i.e. Bednar, then maybe he's going to go, but they're not this year going to just give him up for some wild yeah, thing no in height. There's absolutely yeah. no point, especially when he's like, and will be ready. Very good player. Who's valuable to the team. There's no, there's no way. I don't know. I, I think we're all a mixed bag here. I think we're all split on, on the potential agree, of him being though. traded. I think we all think that if he's traded, he's either going to be a small part of a big package or he's going to be traded for nothing. And he's being traded because he, asked to be but we all agree that him being in the organization helps this team and it helps them yeah. now there we go. Every, I, I also i also wouldn't compare it i also wouldn't compare it to luke Voigt because luke Voigt was just like clogged up and he was just like an automatic out and just like same with miguel yeah, he's also clogged up i know but 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 we couldn't send down luke Voigt. like luke Voigt had to be traded either that or a yeah. bench spot. Like you can send down and do hard and get, and you have those options and keep them in the organization. You can't do that with Luke Voigt. Like it, it's, a, it, I think it's, it's similar front facing, but when you actually look into it, it's really not. It's a Talkman Frazier situation. Yeah. Like I, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather keep and do hard or trade him for someone who's going to help us win this year rather than a prospect. No, he's, he's, we are. Do you remember we coined the phrase, or the the term getting clinted, we I made like a Wikipedia definition for it in a clip once, and it was like a noun. It's like when you continually get sent down, uh, regardless of you being upset. And yeah, he's he's the new Clint. He's getting. He's clinted. actually not. He's not like handling it like a dick or anything. He no, has for he a trade behind closed doors, and he's been nothing but professional the entire time. So yeah, I, I mean, agree. Clint was an asshole for it, but. Like you even know, heard the, Boone talk about the situation. Was, he's an absolute professional. He handled the news really well, and you know, I obviously I'm not going to speak about what he said behind closed doors, but you know, he was like, I hated to do it. It like physically pained me to send him down. He doesn't deserve to be sent down, but it's a numbers game, and you know, he understood, and we talked, and he handled it like a pro. And I was like, you know what? I mean, obviously, Boone's not going to come out and be like, yeah, he was a dick. He was throwing shit around <laughs> my office. But I, I think you can a, tell I think by what he says. There's yeah. truth to that. And I think he legitimately is. He's a good dude and a pro. Like, he is a true professional that just needs a fucking chance somewhere. And I don't think it's going to be on the Yankees. And I don't think he's going to get traded this year. So I think, yeah. I, I don't know. He's in a weird spot. He really is. It's a, it's a spot that 
is it's not really like Clint because Clint was kind of a dick and you know he also whatever. sucked he when was, he came up. He sucked when he came up. He was bad defensively, which is weird to say when you're comparing him to Miguel Andahar. But Andahar looks good out there. He's yeah, Andahar and Andahar did something too. He he was He's told he was told right. to go switch and play the outfield from third base, and he went and did it. Like, he did everything he was asked to do. He's hitting pretty well. He's playing good field. I mean, just. Just kind you guys of, ever seen the movie sad. Miracle? <laughs> no, seriously. No, you ever seen the movie Miracle? Of course, yeah. Nerf. 1980, yeah. So you know Ralph Cox? That movie, the guy with the mustache, Last yeah. Cut? Yeah. It's the same deal. Like, he, he, there's a scene where... Sorry, this is my favorite movie, and I can quite literally quote it word for word. But there's a scene where Herb Brooks is talking to his wife, and it's like, how can I cut this guy? He's done everything I've ever asked him, whatever. And, like... It, it, you desperately wish that the roster had one more spot on it because he's a value to the team, but what what are you supposed to do? There's nothing you could do. Your hands are tied. You have to. Okay. And I feel like that's how Boone feels about Andahar. Turn our he fucking wa- quarter outfielders into a bottle of Elmer's and then boom. Yeah. There's fucking I, Andahar. Hands aren't tied. Hanks can totally go. They, no, they're they're tied. But that's not Boone's decision what to do with Hicks. That's Cashman's decision, and it's yeah, not going to happen. I know. All right. Damn, what's yours? Um, you don't have one, do you? I do. It's gonna be the worst. I think it's gonna be great, Damon. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I think it happened. But it would still be pretty crazy. Um, I think that at the end of the season, we have two pitchers in the top five for the Cy Young. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that's like Quite yeah, five at, at the at the you know Might right now it's, that's right now it's no brainer. We still have a whole long season to go. Like that that's bearing that I think right now that happens, but if we just end the season right now, but all those guys need to do the same thing moving forward. Murph, but the, the yeah, fact that, Murph, the fact that you said oh might be five means you're alluding to just the starting rotation, not including Clay Holmes to that. So it might be six. You, there can't be six people in the top five. Uh, I think <laughs> well, we'll find a way. Only that, two of only two of them out? though have to repeat what they did in the first third, though. You have five guys that are all like legitimate i mean maybe not montgomery but you have four starters that are putting up no i, I yeah. level numbers all all two half of them have to pan out i mean currently currently one of them is really i mean, I mean we know cole is going to be there that's cole will be there cole will be there cole is is there every cole year will be top five i think cole will win it but i think cole's oh he's always there i think mcclanahan might mcclanahan's, McClanahan's up really good um, disgusting it's going to be between those two, but I mean, the, the question mark is, Robbie be, which is becoming less of a question mark is can Nestor keep doing this? I think he can. Um, he's, he's potential. That's another question right there. Like, do you think Nestor right now, it looks like he's going to start the all-star game. So like, is he that guy who I, I, it's, it's wild. So it's funny. wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. He, I, he, he is the favorite right now to start the all-star game. Uh, it's, it's either him or McClanahan. And I think it's it's Nestor, and I think I, I feel I, like they're, they're going to throw him out there. Like yeah. it's the storyline. I think more so. Like, I can picture Mc, it in, in a vacuum. All else equal, McClanahan, Cole, Nestor Cortez. <laughs> like that's just not. He does not have the same pedigree. Like highly touted, like Cole and McClanahan and Luis Severino and Tyone. 
Jameson Tyone would not shock me one bit if he's up there at the end of the year. Starting the oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm talking about no, starting no, no. the All-Star I'm game. talking about I'm, with, I'm, I'm talking about Cy Young yes, voting. But, oh, this yeah, is the also guy in that, that, yeah. But this is the guy that we wanted. You remember we we got him and we're like, okay, this is really cool. He was, I mean, what was he? The number three overall pick, something like that. He was a huge prospect, a monster prospect. Came up with the Pirates, was good, good. And then obviously, you know, the dude had cancer to Tommy Johns. You don't expect him to come out in 2021 and be a fucking Cy Young winner. Now he's putting it all together again. He's working with Matt Blake, who is just, you know, the best thing to ever fucking happen to this team. And he looks, I, I buy, you want to talk about starters on this team that I buy? I buy 110% and then some of Jameson Tyone. I think this is the pitcher that he is supposed to be. This is a pitcher he's been trying to be if it wasn't for all the just fucking horrible things that have happened to him. This is what he's been supposed to be for seven, eight years now. And he's coming into his own. This isn't a fluke by him. It would not shock me one bit if he was up there in the top five. Not not even a little bit. It would shock me. It would not. It, I, w- it wouldn't shock me. It would I'm not. I would not see him and be like, what the fuck is he doing up there? I'd be like, you know what? It makes sense. I, I'm with you. It's and, the and you could say finally aligning for him. Who are you with? You could say a very similar thing. To, I'm with Chandler here, and you could say <laughs> a very similar thing about Sevy too. But I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, if I look at his granted third of the year through the season, which depending how you look at it, could be a bigger small sample size. He was but good last year too. When right he now, he is exceeding the expect the admittedly optimistic expectations that I had when we brought him over to begin with. Like I, I really thought he would turn into this pitcher. Maybe not during last year, but I was like, okay, like this is going to be a guy, and he's going to be a bona fide three. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think I thought he would be a high upside three starter, which that's what he He is is. right now. He's and he's hitting the high upside. He is, yeah, and and Sevy's a high upside three too, which is crazy because he has four, and then yeah, his point eight walks per nine. That's that leads that leads the uh, all majors. He looks go. very, very good. I think. That's what you call commander. <laughs> <laughs> so why isn't that control? No, wait. I no. I you know what? I was listening to a broadcast, and I I now I can't even remember if it was the Yankees or not. But I'm watching a lot of baseball recently. But a uh, they were there was some, they pointed out the difference between command and control in a very, very good explanation. They said if you watch the catcher. And if the catcher's glove moves or doesn't move, sorry, that's command. Mm. But if you hit the strike zone, it's control. That's what I said. I also, I told you, my friend. Well, for those both. Drew, my friend, my friend Drew, in college command baseball, and control. <laughs> heard our episode and texted me and was like, yeah, there's most definitely a difference. And you guys are spot on. So, boom, shout out us for being awesome and smart. Nice. You um, can have you can have control without command, but you can't have command without control. Well said. A square. That's true. A rectangle is a square, but a square isn't a rectangle. Shut up, Damon. There you go. <laughs> Do you guys think the Nets are going to start the All Star game? No. Yeah. Think it's going to be McClanahan. I, th- I think the storyline. Okay, of the two, the All Star uh, game uh, is to make money. Exactly. And so put Nestor so out there. Nestor Cor- oh my God, Nestor Cortez, dude, Nestor. What's going? The you just use that what's... almost as an example as no, to I why didn't... it counts against Nestor, but it's what's literally why draw... he has a chance. What's going to draw more people who aren't Nestor Cortez that aren't baseball fans? Baseball fans will want to watch Shane McClanahan because, or non-baseball fans will want to watch the bigger name. 
No, no. They play one hype video of like the story of like Nestor Cortez being a fucking whatever round pick and he got cut from the that, Orioles and then he made it back. Like that they play one video in between or but right before the all-star game starts to get everybody pumped up, they'll find out who Nestor Cortez is for the first time and be like, they'll play the whole story. Nasty Nestor, you got the nickname, this, that, and the third, not the nickname that he got by the the, the twins announcer. That's (laughs) that's a different announcer and that's a different nickname, which Nestor has since (laughs) accepted his apology for. Handled that Uh, like a pro. Handled it like a pro's pro and handled it like a guy who's probably going to start the all-star game. And to which I hope the twins announcer is not the, or I hope he is the announcer for that. Chandler, to your point though, the average baseball fan that's not really that big of a baseball fan that might tune in to watch the all-star game has arguably a, like they're going to know who Nestor is before they know who McClanahan is. I think they already know. Very true. McClanahan plays for the Rays. Nestor is a, an anomaly and B plays for the Yankees. Talk about about a marketable player. He's fun. He does the Johnny Cueto, or, or excuse me, the Nestor Cortez, the Johnny Cueto stole ahead of time. But like, I think it's a wait in terms of entertainment value. Nestor Cortez putting asses in that in the seats and and on the couches watching the game, one hundred percent over Shane McClanahan. I I think a lot of people don't even know who Shane McClanahan is today. Like McClanahan's the, the, the also average baseball. out like forty percent of batters. Yes, so. he's no, I agree. But the average the the non baseball fan doesn't care about that. You could argue yeah. that McClanahan's having a better year though. Also, yeah, oh, I yeah, completely. I think agree you'd with win that. that argument too. But I, I, that's I, what I, I'm saying. Like, I'm not just saying it's a slight. You're acting like it's a slam dunk that Nestor's going to start the. All-Star. No, but I think he gets a huge edge when, like I said, in a vacuum. Stats aside, if they're very, if all else equal, I think Nestor Cortez has an enormous bump on his side because of the storyline and the market. Hope so. Where's the All Star game this year? L.A. That's what I thought. What is she? Like it's always just in, in L.A. Well, they got two L.A. Was... teams. Um, well, is it L.A. or is it Anaheim? I think hey, I thought Dodgers. it was just the Dodgers. Like I think it's last the Dodgers. year. No, last year was Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're right. They moved it from Atlanta. I mean, look. I mean, just think about the story that they'll play. That, that I'm just picturing that video that they're gonna play before, like. Nestor Cortez, this is a Jeff Passan tweet. He, he tweeted this out very beautifully. Uh, he says, ERA down to a 1-5 after seven shutout innings against the Angels. Just an incredible story. A 36th round draft pick by, pick by the Yankees. Returned to them as a Rule 5 pick in Baltimore and then traded to Seattle, got released back to New York, and now he might start the All-Star game. Superb mustache, too. It's just like they're going to make a like a, the, the, the hype video about that, and it's just going to be so goddamn cool. Like it, I, I can totally see it. My question to you about just people who have impressed you right now is like outside of Judge and Nestor Cortez, who we've talked about far too much on this show every single week, week in, week out, episode in, episode out. Who has surprised? Who has impressed you more? Who most aside from Judge and Nestor Cortez? Honestly. Jamo, I think. Yeah, it's Jamo, dude. He is. Oh, Clay Holmes. Did we? I know. I, I, I mean, I expected Clay Holmes to do this. Like, not, not this, but like really? my hot take. Begin, first, my hot take at the beginning of the year was that he was gonna. That's not really what I'm asking, though. It's not really ex- expectations. It's more of just like just totally impressed with. I mean, a take is an expectation for the future. No, I'm right. Anyway, Jamo. I didn't even talk about take. What but J- about? but like. I, Jamo is one of those guys who, like, really, like, we were all just kind of like, if he does okay, we'll be happy in the beginning of the year. 
and yeah. we, we never really he was always kind of just like brushing the table in terms of like the starting rotation it was like all right cole is the ace Nestor is like what the fuck is he doing but he's gonna keep doing it sevy we're all really excited about because he's gonna like come back to his own montgomery is gonna be this like very average person we kind of just like we're like jamos if he's okay we're good i never really talked yeah, about that he, much if he if he started 95 percent of his scheduled starts like maybe missed one or two and had a four era we're all right with that we'll be, yeah we all, we all have been happy with that but I was thinking about this earlier in the show when we were talking about the World Series or whatever, but there's legitimately I would like to I wish I could lump the entire starting rotation into this question that you asked, but like legitimately if we if we headed to October and we're sitting there in ALCS game seven just for the hell of it, and say Cole was spent and Sevy was spent and all this, there's not a starter in our rotation where I wouldn't feel confident with them going out. I mean, the least confident I would be in Montgomery is Montgomery. And that's saying something like that's not a slight of him. That's just how dominant they've been. And they've just been fucking nails against every lineup. They've been, uh, been up against this year. The only person that's really had a like blow up start was Garrett Cole. And obviously you're still confident in him. So I'm just, we'll see how it holds up over the season. But I mean, seriously, if you go into a playoff series right now and you, and you end up in a game seven, is there any starter you're not confident in? No. And I, and I can totally see like now that you mentioned talking about like playoffs and stuff, I could see um, like James and Tyone having one of those, like the, the Tyone game, like, like you said, somebody blows up and he comes in to piggyback off them because he's probably going to be in the back end of that five. So he's like in a, in a shorter series, a five game series, or even a seven game series. You don't it's gonna usually be Cole Nestor, Sevy, JMO Montgomery. Exactly. But those, those JMO and Montgomery might not get, a start. They might be the guys who are either spots in spot starting when people fuck up or just like a long reliever or something like that. Like he doesn't have a, a guaranteed spot in the rotation, at least for now, but that's a, that's a conversation for another time. But I could totally see him coming in after like somebody gets knocked out early. And then like the Tyone just like has six innings strong of just like essentially what Chad green did in like, a few no. years ago in that series. The Montgomery he, game against the Rays in 2020. That too. But like Chad Green as well did, did that in against the Astros where he just had like three innings straight of just shut out ball in like the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. You remember the game, but it's just, or Chandler might not because he blocked it out of his memory, but I, I could see him having a ridiculously big impact on a game and the playoffs in this entire playoff run. Like we, we're going to go as far as JMO takes us in the playoffs, because JMO is, as I mentioned all the time, the X factor. And I think he's, he's going to be awesome. I, I, I love him. And you could see those, those saber metrics that they mentioned when we wanted to get James and Tyone, like the fastball spin, like the chase rates. Those are all very high in this baseball savant. So shame on us for not mentioning their bucket hats the other day. What bucket you hats? You didn't see that? No. You live under a rock. All the starters came out that weren't starting. I think it was like Nestor, Jamo, and Montgomery came out just like trotting in from the outfield wearing just the most ridiculous bucket hats. You see like five eight Nestor just like hanging out. He looks like their friend. And then the two like actual like units walking behind him, just they were all wearing bucket hats, cutting up in the dugout and having a blast. They look fantastic. But, <laughs> I like that little ritual they have where all the starters watch, watch the, yeah. the last pitch in the bullpen. That's pretty yeah. cool. That, is, that cool. is cool. 
They're awesome. They seem like an actually like really tight knit group. This might be Absolutely. the first deadline in a long time. I don't want a starter. Like if they got a starter, I'd yeah. be not upset, obviously, because they would obviously be getting somebody huge if it's to replace one of these five. But I love the chemistry they have. I love what they have rolling. This is exactly what you need if you want to win. Yeah. I well, mean, think they're, about they're so good. Think about like this time last year, and we were complaining about how nobody even looked like they wanted to be there when they flashed to the dugout everyone's straight face watching the game i mean obviously it's easy to be this happy in the dugout when you're you know on a six game win streak on top of best record in baseball right still um Mm -hmm. so there you go but it, it just in general like the the show flashes in the dugout everyone's having a good time they get on base they're doing stuff back towards the dugout you know yeah, that kind of stuff coming out of the bullpen with bucket hats. You know, the party shirts that Rizzo and Judge were wearing that showed up. The, them going to the Rangers game. Like, there's just so many little things like that that just make it a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Do you guys want to get into the rounding thirds that we asked for from the the listeners? Sure. All right. So we asked. You guys answered. And you guys gave us some great rounding thirds. So first rounding third that we got is will Nestor start the all-star game? We have all said, we do we all think that's a yes? I know we, we didn't really put it to a vote across the board here, buy or sell. I think it's a possibility. Yep. I think I'll it's, buy it. You yeah. just copped out like Murph usually does. Yes or no? No. No? Murph? No. I hope so. Yes. But... It depends. Yes. Yes? I say yes too. Uh, next from Ryan Jack said Yankees get eight all-stars. Who? No, name no shot. Well, it's Judge, name Judge might... Clay Holmes, Garrett Cole, um, Stanton, Cortez. Uh, yeah. Stanton, Stanton, if yeah. he plays the rest of the time and keeps it up. Yeah, uh, his numbers are not very good. Fucking Trevino might make it. No, no. He's hitting 280 with five home no. runs and playing the best catcher it's in baseball. It's a no. no. Salvador I'm Perez not gonna happen. Salvador Perez, mean, Sean Murphy is up there. You mean you need more than one? I'm just saying it would not shock me if he keeps up. What that he's would doing shock me. Him. That would shock that would, me. Yeah. I'm, it, okay. Um, we might have three starters make the all-star. I'm just, he also splits time. Like he, That would shock me. Yeah, he splits time. I'm too. just saying. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it would shock me. That's it. Whatever. The catching catching isn't like great across baseball. I know, so. just the splitting time hurts, but All right. Well, continue. either way, so, so what are we at? Four, not counting him. Clay Holmes, Cole, Nestor. Judge Stanton. Judge Stanton, maybe, so five. I mean, at this point, you got to put Tyone in there. Yep. He's, he's I mean, there's six. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's where, there's where, you, there's where you, I mean, Hicks, there's seven. <laughs> um, Gallo, that's eight. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're including Glaber, but eh, eh. No. He's, he's good, not great. Donaldson's not going to make it. Uh, ICAF's not going to make it. I mean, I guess on that point, you're piggybacking on like another reliever, Wandy. Um, if no, if just, Rizzo I'm hits that up. 300 oh, Rizzo, yeah. in the next month with like 10 more home runs, maybe, but I, I, I think mean, I think eight's a lot. I, I think they'll lot. probably they'll have five, six. Five. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ben attendees acquired Hicks retires immediately by Stark Stark ninety eight. I hope so. Not going to happen. No, uh, on the uh, on the Ben attendee acquisition, I I just I don't when was think so. The last so. time the Yankees got the guy they were linked to the entire time. 
they aren't even linked to him. It's just the fans want him because it, it, it makes his sense. Like we we should get him. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't I want him. I don't like him. Got a shortstop. What? Sh- fuck off, Murphy. What do you mean you don't like him? I don't like him. He's still Red Sox too. In what way? He's still a Red Sox. I just I hated it. I I never liked I, him. I, I really liked him can't. On the Red t- Sox. He was one of the only. I ones I, I I'm one. I'm one to like Red Sox players. I I like Devers. You know, I. I really didn't like him on the Red Sox, and I just don't. I still don't like him. Unfortunately, you're wrong. So, next. Judge and Stan will hit 90 combined home runs. Well, that's easy. That's a very – If Judge hits 63, like I just said, it's going to happen. Stanton only needs to hit, like, 27. Well, wasn't it that when Stan came over, Judge was off his 52 – or yeah, was it fifty two or fifty one year home run? Stanton and then Stanton came off with fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. So there were there was like an over or under one hundred and ten for the year. I think they the combined ninety. And no, I think they crazy. could. No, it's really not. I Question mean, they comes both to us from Aiden Aiden 45. Aiden Bogurski. I think Stanton needs to pick it up a little bit to that. I think that happen. Stanton Stanton just needs to be. I, just, no, I mean, being, I mean, me healthy, but yeah. If he's healthy, he'll. If he's healthy and Judge doesn't obviously keep this up, but keeps up anything remotely similar, it's definitely. Been I mean, the they're cover at, off the I ball, mean, so. they're at thirty something already. I mean, if he gets fifty-five, all Stanton needs is thirty-five now. How many does Stanton have right now? I think five or six. No, I think he has like. No, I thought 11. he had like close to ten. Yeah, he has like eleven, dude. That that'd be hundred Murph, by the way. He has eleven. So wait, does fifty-five he? and thirty-five. Yeah. He has eleven right now. They combined so have thirty-two. Oh. So thirty-two. Yeah, so thirty-two. No. 32 no, Sorry, I've had, that's, a long, that's I've, had a, I've had a long. Day. Yeah, that's not. I was gonna say there's no. This is. That's alright. I don't blame you, Damon. Next, uh, Cars is the best Pixar movie from Murph. <laughs> Honestly, I put that poll up. It's a fifty-fifty split right now. <laughs> it's fact. It's not. Um, Yankees trade Gallo or Hicks. I mean, up time out. Are you kidding me? That's the one you come up with. <laughs> I just yeah, that's the a most bad, recent one that I watched. It's not a, that, that's not a bad that's, one. It's literally not a, nearly it, as good it, as Cars. Literally, as not nearly as good as Cars. I will hear tomatoes. A co- there are a couple of possibilities that I will listen to. The Incredibles, I will listen to. Toy Story. Monsters Inc. I will listen to, and Toy Story, I will listen to, and I'd listen to Toy Story too. I guess that's it. I don't think any of them are better than Cars. And if you try to tell me a different one's better. I mean, Toy Story, and Toy Story and Incredibles definitely are. I think Toy Story beats I think Incredibles. Incredibles is second. I just said Up was good. It was the first that came to mind because well, I just recently watched it. that was stupid and wrong. It's also, a, if you give me a movie that years. came out after like 2015, you're also wrong. Okay. Um, trade, Yankees trade Gallo or Hicks for the deadline. I think neither yeah. of them are going to get traded. It's zero Gallo value. Is more li- Gallo's the more likely, but. I still don't think I don't, they're not. He has Hicks, no, he has Hicks zero is not value. going anywhere. No one, yeah, neither of them are going anywhere. He doesn't have a lot, but somebody will take Gallo. Nobody will take Hicks. All Gallo seven games, is, all seven World Series games will be in New York. That'd be sick. Wouldn't be that surprising. I could see that. They Mets need to stop getting like fucking GTA injuries and. Yeah. Have like a normal. I mean, they're they're here where they are right now is the I think the second best record in the NL and they're a, a few the behind Dodgers. us honestly, and they haven't had and and I mean, Degrom so, hasn't pitched for them and Max Scherzer's on the IL, so imagine and, and the division's and terrible. The, they need the, to the, stop. And the, the Dodgers are a buzzsaw. 
I mean, like, Lindor just like broke his hand in a hotel room door, and fucking Scherzer got bit by his dog. They're so, fine. They're fine. They're fine. I'm just saying, if they don't have Mets luck for 162, it wouldn't be that crazy to think that. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll be they'll be so hel- they'll hopefully be healthy by and by playoff time. Joey Gallo like- becomes the guy we traded for and helps us make a deep postseason run. God, I hope so. I doubt. I'll it, actually though. buy that one. You do. Yeah, I really do think he's going to turn it around. I mean, obviously, he's not going to hit 300 for the rest of the year, but I think that his, I, I think that too. the worst of his season is behind him. I'll play it that too. way. I mean, it's hard to be much worse can't than be that. Worse than that. I mean, no, I agree. I, I think he turns it around at be. least a, a little bit, but and turns it around enough to just become back to serviceable, serviceable and a mainstay in the starting lineup because he's he's going to be regardless. So at least just be my my hope is that you're good enough that I don't get mad that you're starting. Be good enough that I could be like, all right, Gallo's bad Nate. <laughs> like that that's what I want to see. Is that fair? Yeah. Maybe a late yeah. home run that nobody expects. Yeah. Nestor is voted two in the Cy Young and starts game one of the playoffs. So I think we talked about the Cy Young thing a bunch. Yes and any no. chance that he is the one starter. No. 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 The only chance is that, yeah, if Garrett Cole gets, like, run over by a bus, then maybe. <laughs> you don't pay Garrett Cole $324 million to no. sit on the bench game one. And it it's does, not like he's pitching bad work. either. He's, he's he's doing pretty good for himself as well. We've um, seen it before, too, just, just to round this out. Seve started that wild card game in, well, what against the A's, where he had, like, a 7 ERA from the All-Star break on. 2019, so, I think. 2019. Yeah, it was, it was we were at that game. That was the judge home run. Early yeah, on. The, yeah, against uh, Liam Hendricks, who was the opener. What an idiot! Oh my god, I forgot about that. Uh, Rangers will go to the Stanley Cup and win in seven. Uh-uh. Uh, disagree because they're going to win in five. They're going to win in four. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to lose in five to Colorado. Colorado's gross. But you think they're going to move uh, on? I do think they're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. LGR. LGR. Uh, Tyone greater than Monty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll agree. I don't, I'm not hesitant. I was just, I was hesitant that you guys were all so not hesitant. You guys I were think all, that's kind of... You guys I were had like, my tie, I had my absolutely, Jameson, no problem. All right. I, 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 I'll agree. Better. I'll agree. Tyone's better, but... I think it's a little closer than you guys were just immediately like, yep, 100%. Sorry. They're rapid reactions, aren't they? Gallo should try, should try batting righty. Can't get much worse. Uh, Judge has a career year, and Cashman offers him 10 years. Mm. Hope so. Mm. I don't know about 10 years, but... 10 years is a lot of years. Was he 30, 31 right now? He's 30. Yeah, that's not... Yeah. 31 by the time he signs a contract, probably. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that. I think it's going to be like eight. Gallo would be a better pitcher than an outfielder. Honestly, he's got a cannon. <laughs> All right. And last one, IKF will finish the year batting 297 with one home run. Nope. Does he have only one home run? Very, he has zero. I don't think runs. he has any home runs. 297 is very specific. He has like but... seven career home runs across like five years. Does IKF hit a home run this year? Yes. Yes. He. Yeah. He will. He'll get a cheeky one. Water bat. I think he gets. I think he's gonna get like three. 
No. Over under one and a half home runs this season for IKF. Over. I'll take over. I'll take over. He has 16 career home runs and over 1,500, almost 1,600 at bats. How many years? I'll take the under as well. I think he hits one. (laughs) In one, two, three, four, five years, he has 16 home runs. It's going to be such a big home run. I'll take those odds. It's about three a year. He's playing 81 games at Yankee Stadium, theoretically. I don't know if it's actually split down the middle, but he's bound to accidentally square one up. He may have one, but I'm taking the under on one and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'll take I'll hammer that will hit one, more than one and a half. I, I'm with you, Damon. I don't think he gets two. That's a lot of pop. Something to watch for. All right, <laughs> that will do it for us. As always, thank you for making it and hanging out with us on your fantastic Tuesday. Uh, or or Monday night into Tuesday if you're watching it live on the YouTube. Go subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube to watch these episodes live and hang out in the chat and chat with us. Um, go download the Underdog Fantasy app and use code 161BOYS to get a free $100. That is free $100 if you, download, if you uh, deposit $10 or more, which is fantastic, fantastic promo going on there over Underdog Fantasy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of events going on in that app, so make sure you download it and get set up there before we start announcing the events in there. Uh, yeah, give us a five-star review on iTunes if you uh, have a spare two seconds, and uh, we really appreciate you, and go Yanks. Joe is going to hit 67 home runs. LGY, LGR. LG- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.